There's got to be some God stuff in your life. I could talk before Jesus, but now I've got to have some God talk. I walked in a lot of places before Jesus in them old ways, in them old things, but now I need to do some God walking. I need to be having some godly fellowship, some godly things, some God time. I didn't have time for Jesus before, but now I've got to make time for God. I can't just think that I showed up one day, got it, and I can live my life like I want to. Now, if old things are passed away, there's all things are made new and all things are of God. We need to make sure we're getting some godly stuff in our life. Thank you, brother. We need to make sure we're getting some God stuff in our life. Why wouldn't you want God stuff? Every good gift, every perfect gift is from above. He don't give us nothing but good stuff. Even if it's correction, it's good stuff because it's going to keep you on the right path. I want anything and everything that God has got for me. Paul reminded the church at Rome, don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. You've got to keep God things in your life now. You hear what I'm saying? All the things, you can't spend all your time focused on the world. There's nothing wrong with having a hobby. There's nothing wrong with enjoying sports. There's nothing wrong with with having friends and things like that in this world. But you cannot spend all your time with this world and neglect God. The Bible says, how shall we escape if we neglect so great a salvation? After he's offered it to me, after he's given it to me, how can I escape if I neglect it? Got to hang on to it. Peter wrote to us in 1 Peter 2 and 10. He said, in times past, we were not a people. But now, we are the people of God. That means there ought to be some God things going on in our life. And it ought to be the end of old things. He said, why why are you preaching so hard on the old things? Because the old things will kill you. You can't go to heaven with the old things. Unrighteousness shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Now, that don't mean uh, you got to give up baseball or football to go to heaven. As long as it ain't your God. You can turn anything into something bad. You might need to take vitamins. Take too many, it'll kill you. You can't have too much of a good thing in this world. What I'm telling you is that there's some old things that's got to go. The things that Jesus died to free you from has got to go. And he's only saying this and he's only putting this in here because he needs you to know so you can make it to heaven. Jesus came and died so we could be in a place with him one day. And he said the only way to do it is to make a change in their life. The only way I can do that is to show them that they've got to walk the walk and not just talk the talk. They've got to live their life for me. They've got something's got to happen. There's got to be a change. But if he don't offer a change, can't nothing new happen. If he doesn't wash me, then old things are still there. If he doesn't feel me, I'm still walking in the oldness of life, not the newness. For us to realize that there is something else, he's got to do something else. And so he did. He gave his life and he shed his blood. And when we believe and we repent of our sins and are baptized in his name, the blood washes away every sin. And when he fills us with the Holy Ghost, now we have power to walk in newness of life and to live our life for him. Now we can actually say goodbye to old things because all things have been made new. 
And this is what happens in Bartimaeus' life. For him to ever have anything different, Jesus is going to have to do something. And it says, they came to Jericho, and as he went out, Jesus walked with his disciples. There's blind Bartimaeus, and he is sitting by the highway side begging. He's not walking down the road. He's sitting on the side of the road. You know what I used to see sitting on the side of the road? Things that are broke down. Things that won't run. You see a car with the hood up on the side of the road? Somebody's having trouble. You see somebody getting a jack out of the trunk or the boot of the car? Anybody still caught the boot? They got trouble. You see somebody walking down the side of the road with a gas can, they got trouble. You know what else I see on the side of the road? Dead things. Bartimaeus is sitting on the side of the highway because his life is broke down. Because he ain't going nowhere. Because ain't nothing changing. And ain't nothing happening. And Jesus finds a lot of people sitting on the side of the road. Broke down. Got, got something that could go. But they're going to need something to change before it will go. If you out of gas, you're going to have to get some gas before you go. If you got a flat, you're going to have to change the flat before you go. If something, the fan belt breaks, you're going to have to fix it before it goes. Something's going to have to change or it's going to sit there. I remember sitting on the side of the road with a broke down life, nothing working, nothing going. Then one day Jesus comes walking by. And one day Jesus comes by. Let me tell you, if you broke down on the side of the road where you know there ain't nothing you can do, you don't have a, well, everybody's got a cell phone today, but you out of cell service, you might be just right here because there ain't no cell service right here. You find yourself broke down on a back road somewhere, a country road, ain't nothing. It's getting dark and ain't no street lights. If somebody's coming by, you're going to be flagging them down. Whether your mama told you to talk to strangers or not, I got to get off this road before something gets me. I'll take my chances right here. But I got, to, I got to make sure I get out of this place. I can't spend the night. I can't stay here. I'm not going nowhere. I need somebody to help me. How many people's tired of just sitting on the side of the road? How many people's ready for help to come? How many people's ready for Jesus to come and make a change? I ain't talking about just feeling better or getting through another day. I'm talking about making a life change that will make you better forever. I'm talking about Jesus doing a work in your life that's going to fix you. I'm talking about the end of old things. I said this earlier that that Bartimaeus' story is not just something in the New Testament that's meant to give us a little hope. But it was founded in the Old Testament because of what Jesus was designed to do. In Isaiah 35, the prophet wrote about the coming of the Lord to this earth. And in verse number 4, he said, Say to them that are of a fearful heart, Be strong, fear not, behold, your God will come with vengeance. Even God 
with a recompense. He will come and save you. Help's on the way. Bartimaeus has been sitting by that road a long time. I don't know how old he was, but Jesus has only been around doing miracles for a couple of years or so. So Bartimaeus is waiting, begging, waiting, nothing changing, still blind, still begging. Same place, next day, same place, next day, same, not going anywhere. I wonder how many days he didn't get anything. But he never got enough to change him completely. No matter what he got. It don't matter what you do in this world. Jesus is the only significant change you will ever experience. That's the only change of value that matters is the change that Jesus will do in your life. So God will come and he will save you. Then, listen to what he said, the eyes of the blind shall be opened. Do you know that nobody else in Scripture... No Old Testament prophets, no matter how great they were, ever opened blinded eyes because it was reserved for Jesus alone. This is how they would know that now their God was there, that God was walking among them. Then the eyes of the blind shall be opened and the ears of the deaf shall be unstopped. He was coming to make a change. He wasn't just talking about spiritual blindness. He's talking about physical blindness. He said, I want you to know that I'm coming and I'm going to change lives. I'm going to change people for better. I'm going to fix what's wrong. And Bartimaeus is blind and he's begging and he's sitting by the roadside every day. Somebody has to lead him there. Somebody has to come get him and bring him home. He don't walk by himself. He can't see by himself. He's stuck on the side of the road, broke down until Jesus shows up. Because it was already in Scripture, your help's on the way. He said, then the ears of the deaf shall be unstopped. Then the lame man shall leap as a heart, the tongue of the dumb sing. For in the wilderness shall waters break out, streams in the desert. Things are getting made better. And the parched ground shall become a pool, thirsty land, springs of water. Things are being made better. In the habitation of dragons, where each lay shall be grass with reeds and rushes. Now listen, and a highway shall be there. And a way. There was a highway and a way that day. The way was walking on the highway. <laughs> and the man that was broke down was sitting on the side of the highway. But he's about to get up and start walking down the highway. Don't you hear what's happening? Can't you see what Jesus is coming to do? He said, I come to get you off the side of the road. I come to get you out of that broke down and busted life. I come to make a difference. I come to change you. I come to fix what's wrong. I'm going to get you off the side of the road. A highway is going to be where all these blind people have been sitting. All these lame people have been sitting. They refer to it as a wilderness for them because ain't nothing happening for them. But God said, I'm going to come not just do a miracle in a wilderness place. I'm going to change the wilderness. I'm not just going to come do something in the middle of the desert and leave you with nothing. I'm going to come fix it. I'm going to fix the wilderness. I'm going to fix you. I'm going to fix what's wrong with your life. I'm going to fix what's broke. And if Jesus fixes it, it's going to be fixed. A highway shall be there in a way, and it shall be called the way of holiness. The unclean shall not pass over. You know what Bartimaeus was? He was unclean. He couldn't go in the temple because he was blind. 
He's just like that lame man sitting outside begging. He couldn't go in because he was lame. He was unclean. And before, Bartimaeus couldn't get on it. He's unclean. But now, he's going to be able to walk on it. It shall be for those the wayfaring men. He said, though fools shall not err therein. Jesus finds Bartimaeus sitting, broke down on the side of the road. And Bartimaeus is a beggar. He can't do anything about his situation except beg. He can't make enough money to fix his eyes. He can't fix, make enough money to fix his situation. He is going to be blind and begging for the rest of his life unless Jesus comes by. And so the way is walking down the highway and sees Bartimaeus sitting on the side of the highway. But when he hears, when Bartimaeus hears, I'm sitting right here and I'm begging. But I hear that Jesus is coming by. He starts crying out, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. There was something inside him, a desire. I am tired of sitting in the dust. I'm tired of people walking by and stealing from me because I can't even see to stop it. I'm tired of people laughing at me and mocking me and being tired of me because I can't do nothing for myself. I'm tired of living this way. I'm tired of being broke down on the side of the road. And so he broke protocol because he wasn't supposed to cry out. He wasn't supposed to bother nobody. But he began to cry out, Jesus, thou son of I tell you what, there ain't a rule around that's going to stop me from crying out to Jesus. And there ain't nothing, ain't man ain't going to make a law that's going to keep me tied up and shut up so I can't call out to the Lord. Whatever it takes, Jesus, I need you today. I ain't got a friend that I'm worried about offending. I ain't got nobody I'm worried about driving off. If I need something, I'm going to cry out because it ain't nobody else's miracle but mine. Hey, buddy, don't tell me to shut up. You ain't the one blind. Quit trying to hinder my miracle. And it's funny, people that's well and following him, shh. God help the church. Let people cry out. Somebody should have been dragging him over there anyway. Hey, I know a man to fix you. Come on. Wonder why there wasn't no silver and gold. Have I none yet? Stories happening. Should have went ahead and somebody should have already known. I got a man coming down the road. Let's go ahead. But people was crowding around the Lord. Seeing what they could get from him. And Barmes, you might, hey, you trying to cut in line. I've been following him since the other side of the city. They didn't want nobody. Don't be jumping claim and getting my miracle. Finally, Jesus stops, stood still, tell him to come here. Oh, now everybody, hey, oh, hey, be good cheer. He's calling for you. Everybody's on his side now that Jesus has acknowledged him. Love it. People, man. But what I like is that next verse, and he casting away his garment, he rose and came to Jesus. Now, I've studied that some and looked into it in that garment. It was an identifying factor for Bartimaeus. It was a beggar's coat. 
and it was used for shelters. They, and they would spread it out, and he would sit on it or sleep on it, or he'd lay it out so people could, that's where they would throw their money. That's where the, the change went or the silver, whatever they dropped for him. That was what he collected his uh, alms on while he was sitting out there by the highway. And so I love how he didn't bring that garment with him. Because he'd made up in his mind that if I'm coming to him, this is fixing to be over with. There's got to be some decisions made once that desire hits. He didn't say, well, let me just tuck this in my back pocket for a backup plan in case this life with Jesus don't work. He said he cast that away. I got no plans of going back to old things. This is the end of old things. I got no ideas about uh, revisiting my old haunts. Uh, I got no, I, I'm not going back to my old places. I'm not hanging out in the same groups anymore. Uh, what I'm fixing to do is uh, I'm fixing to get better. I'm fixing to get a miracle. I don't know what he had heard about Jesus, but it was enough to stir him to, to scream and holler and cry out till Jesus stopped. And it was enough for him to get a miracle. He was so sure that Jesus could change him. He was so sure. Let me tell you, uh, your voice will reflect your vision. So wait a minute, Barnabas didn't have vision. No, he didn't have sight. He had vision. You ever heard Proverbs 29 and 18? Where there is no vision, people perish. Well, that doesn't mean sight because there's a lot of folks without natural eyesight that are living today. And live well. They perish. But the word sight or vision there is, uh, means a sight, but it means mentally. To mentally perceive or to contemplate with joy. I'm going to tell you what Bartimaeus had. He had vision. Because in his mind, he could see his eyes opening. He already knew, if I can just get to Jesus, uh, this is going to happen. Because there's other blind men already been healed. Maybe he'd heard about it. In his mind, he could perceive. If I can just get to him. And he said it. I want my sight. Happened with the woman with the issue of blood. Doctors couldn't do nothing. But she said within herself. Her voice spoke her vision. If I may but touch the hem of his garment, I will be made whole. She saw herself strong again. She saw herself better again. She said, I know if I could just get to Jesus, everything will be all right. It'll be the end of old things. All things will be new. And then all things will be of God. And I'll be able to walk with him. I won't be sitting by the highway. I'll be walking on the highway with the way. Jesus is the way to the highway. I'm going to tell you something. I'm not going to sit silent while my miracle's passing by. I'm not going to sit and die and perish because I can't see it. Because let me tell you, all I can see with Jesus in my life is victory. Oh, I can see. I'm not, I'm not naive. I can see trouble. I know that uh, some of you all have, are seeing trouble right now, but you're seeing past trouble. 
What you see with the natural eye is what the doctor's saying or what the lawyer's saying. But what you see in the, in the vision, in that mental mind, is Jesus making a way. Jesus open the door. Jesus close the door. Jesus heal my body. What you've got is a vision. And that's why you're still worshiping. And that's why you're still praising God. And that's why you keep going on. Because it ain't about what you see with the natural eye. It's about that vision you got. Man, your voice and your vision, it'll get a miracle every time. But what is your voice saying? What do you say when you talk to yourself? I can't do it. I'm a failure. I'm miserable. I'm lost. I'm worthless. I'm no good. I'm stupid. I'm dumb. Don't you listen to those words. You listen. I posted this the other day. You listen to the voice of the one who paid the price for you. You listen to the one that said, you can do all things through me. You listen to the one that said, I come to give you life. You listen to the one who's walking down the highway. Mm. Your voice, it will reflect your vision. You think it's just reflecting the vision of you, but when you serve God, it reflects your vision of him. How you see him. I see him as he's able to do anything. I see him as a healer, a redeemer, a savior, a king, my Lord, my God. I see him as my friend. I see him as a deliverer, a chain breaker, a restorer, a regenerator. I see him as a comforter, as a prince of peace. I see him as power. I see him as a strong tower that I could run into and be safe. I see him as the one that walks around with me in the fire. I see the one that keeps me comfortable and calm in the den of lions. I see him as the mighty God, the everlasting father. Oh, yeah. I got a, I got a vision of, of my God, my defender, my hope, my trust, my song, my salvation. I got a vision of God. I got eyesight that lets me see. You know, see that's what Peter, that's what happened to Peter. I can see the waves and, he's, and he lost his vision. He's, he had a vision when, when the Lord said, come on out here. He had a vision of the one who could let him walk on water. But as soon as he got his eyesight on the things around him, he began to sink. He lost his vision. But let me tell you, when you got the vision of who called you, you can walk on the things that were meant to drown you. I got a vision today of a Savior. I got a vision today of the mighty God. Woo! I got a vision of somebody ready to give me a change in my life. You need to get a vision today. And no matter what you're going through, no matter where you find yourself, God can change you. It's time to throw that old garment away. Whatever's been identifying you in this world, it's time to cast it off. And it's time to come on and come to God. Ain't no more sitting on the side of the highway, honey. It's time to get up and start walking down it. Oh, hallelujah. Come on, somebody lift your hands and just praise him for a minute. Come on, you've been carrying that garment around too long. I don't know who put it on you. I don't know who told you to sit in silence and be a beggar. 
But I'm telling you today that the way is walking in this room right now. And he's ready to get you on the highway. He's ready to get you moving. He's ready to get you going. Because you ain't doing nobody no good, not even yourself, sitting on the side of the road begging. Hallelujah. Ah, I'm telling you about a God today that loves you. Jesus didn't have to stop. He's busy. He got things. There's plenty of places he could go. Your brother Green talked about it the other day. He said that he was always working on the individual. And he knew. You think he walked out that gate by accident? I'm sure he already knew. There's a blind man sitting on the side of the road. Let's see what he does when I come by. He had to cry it out. He probably kept going. I'm trying to figure out what your motivation is. I'm trying to figure out what my motivation is. Am I satisfied with less than I can have? Am I satisfied with doing without? Am I satisfied begging? I'm not. Not not when I know that God will supply all of my needs according to his riches and glory. Not when I know that it tells me I can do all things through him. Not when I know that he's given me all power over the enemy. I got no reason to sit and beg. And that's why I tell you, you don't have to beg God. Just respond when he comes in the room. Just respond when he comes by your way. Just respond when he knocks on your door. You ain't got to beg him. You just got to respond when he's right. Everybody was getting their miracle. Wasn't nobody begging him. When they heard he was near, they pressed through the crowd, they cried out, they went to him, and they asked him. Praise God. I'm telling you, the Holy Ghost is in this room. Jesus is walking in this room right now. And you, he's going to find some of us sitting on the side of the road begging. Come on, would you lift your voice right now for a moment? I may not... I may not preach no more. The Holy Ghost is moving. No. I'm telling you right now. It's time to cast that garment. It's time to stop living under your privilege. You got a voice. Lift it up. He'll stop. You cry out to him. He'll stop. He'll touch you right where you are. He'll find you right where you are. That's it, church. Come on. Hallelujah. 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 You might feel left out. You might feel destitute. You might feel all alone. But I'm telling you, Jesus is coming to change all that. Hallelujah. Jesus is coming to change all that. It's the end of old things. Come on, somebody. You need to recognize it today. It's the end. Sometimes we have a hard time letting go. But it's the end. It can be over today. It can change today.
Hallelujah. That's it. Come on. Let's all stand together. Keep praying. Listen to me. Bartimaeus cried out from where he was sitting. Listen to me. Because we're fixing to have an act of faith. Bartimaeus cried out from where he was sitting. Where he was sitting was the place of a beggar. He was sitting with his beggar's garment in his spot. I'm sure he had sat there many days before. That's not where Jesus touched him at. But he lifted his voice and began to cry out for a change. And Jesus stopped and they called and he cast off his garment and he went to where Jesus was. We're going to lift our hands again and begin to pray. And this altar room may not be big enough for everybody that's here that wants to step out, but there's plenty of side places. But if you want something, if you're ready for it to be the end of old things, I'm telling you, Jesus is going to be here to meet you. But if you'll step out of where you are, just change your location as an act of faith. Step out in the aisle, step to the back wall, step to the altar, and say, This is where I want it to end. This is where I want it to change. When he got to where Jesus was, Jesus asked the question, said, what will you have me do? Jesus is asking you right now, what do you want me to do? And he didn't say, oh, well, just, just shake my hand. Just give me some chills. He said, I want my sight. In other words, I want to be different than the man I was when I got here. Do you want to be different today? Do you want to be victorious today? Do you want to be changed today? <laughs> Come on, lift your hands and begin to cry out to the Lord. Step out, somebody. Oh, would you step out? But don't bring that, that problem with you. Saying, I'm going to go back to it. Cast it off. And come expecting God to do something new. Come expecting the Lord to do something great. Oh, I've heard about you, Jesus, but now I'm ready for a change. <laughs> I've lost my sight, but I still got my vision. I know you you failed me one time before, you can do it again. You've healed before, you can do it again. <laughs>
here to declare to you my past is over and you all things are made new surrender my life to christ i'm moving not going back i'm moving ahead here to declare to you my past is over and you all things are made new surrender my life to christ i'm moving moving forward say about that garment that Bartimaeus cast off as we said it was his identity and sometimes we get so wrapped up in things that have identified us it's, it's hard it's hard to let go of reputation sometimes you know it's hard to step out of you know people you see it all the time people that were famous when all of a sudden their 15 minutes of fame's over with they they have a hard time just living a normal life because they're, they're just used to it, but it, it don't fit no more. And people worry about, well, what am I going to do now? How am I going to be identified now? You know, I thought about the prodigal son when he left his home. I'm sure he was dressed very nice. Probably had a very nice robe on, good shoes, and had probably had a ring that his father gave him while he lived there, different things. And I don't know what he was wearing when he was in that pig pen. 
But I do know when he got back, the father said, put a robe on him. Ain't no sense in displaying these pig farmer's garments because he ain't going back to that. Isaiah wrote something else in Isaiah 61 and 10. And I feel like Bartimaeus could relate. I will greatly rejoice in the Lord. You think Bartimaeus was happy? I will greatly rejoice in the Lord. My soul shall be joyful in my God, for he hath clothed me with the garments of salvation. He hath covered me with the robe of righteousness. When it's the end of all things, and you shed those garments of this world, those, as the scripture said, those filthy rags, he's got just your size. Oh, he's got a garment, and it's just your size. It ain't got to be altered. It'll, it'll always be in style. And it'll fit just right. He said he covered me with the robe of righteousness. As a bridegroom decks himself with ornaments. And as a bride adorns herself with jewels. Jesus says something very interesting in the last words we read. In Mark 10 and... 52 Jesus heals Bartimaeus Jesus says unto him go thy way thy faith has made thee whole immediately received his sight and he followed Jesus in the way now this is the only man that you read about that Jesus healed that followed him now, one turned around and came back and praised him. But I'm talking about that followed him. When Jesus makes that change in your life, do you realize what he did for Bartimaeus? Gave him sight. Opened a whole new world to him. Gave him abilities that he never knew he would ever have. He got to see things he would never seen before. He was changed completely. But when he did that, his way became Jesus' way. Go your way. And he followed Jesus. Uh-uh, Lord. I ain't going nowhere else. You've done such a miracle in my life. I'm following you. Your way is my way. That's, that's what we got to get in our mind. That after that great miracle has been done, that now his way is my way. Go your way. Which way are you going? Because that's my way. I'm going with you. Aren't you thankful today to be walking in the way? Isaiah said there'd be a highway there and a way. His way is my way, and it's the highway. I'm not sitting on the sidelines anymore. I'm not broke down anymore. If you have car trouble, don't call AAA. Call Jesus. He's better. Because some people are born blind. Some people get blind later on. You might break down. If you find yourself drifting toward the side of the road, it's time to flag him down. Because you don't want to stay there. You want to stay on the highway. Let's lift our hand and pray together one more time. Because God's done some great things in here today.
God's opened up some, some sight, some vision. People seeing that I'm not that beggar anymore. I've got a God. You don't leave here the same. You leave here knowing that God loves you. That God's for you. That God's taking care of you. Oh. You're going to be able to replace that fake smile with a real smile. You're going to actually mean, yeah, I'm doing okay. When people ask you how you are, you're going to actually mean, yeah, I'm all right. Because your vision of who you serve has been restored. Isn't God good? Give him a hand clap of praise in this house. Hallelujah. This is the life to live. The life for him. Let him change you. Let him, it'll always be for the better. Jesus never changed anybody that was worse. Oh, Lord, I sure wish you'd just make me blind again. I wish you'd make me lame again. Stop my ears back up, Lord. I'd like to have that issue of blood back. Nobody ever asked for them things back. Don't want them. Praise God. God's good, isn't he? Don't forget prayer tomorrow night, 7 o'clock. Let's be here to pray. Looking forward to Regeneration Weekend. I know it's not the weekend yet, but it's coming. So this is Regeneration Week, leading up to Regeneration Weekend. And we're going to have a great time. Choir, don't forget, grab some lunch real quickly. Then be back for choir practice. God bless you. You can be dismissed today in Jesus' name. We'll meet back here at 3 o'clock. That gives you an hour.